Welcome back to Agent Investor, inspiring stories of active agents investing in real estate and building passive income. In a business where potential deals are all around you, why not leverage your skills to invest for yourself, your family, and your future? And now, let's jump into the latest episode of Agent Investor. All right, guys, welcome. I've got a lot that I want to talk about today. Obviously, today, as I've put out here, uh, both in the uh, Agent Investor Facebook group, on my own Facebook page, and um, on the thread right here, we're going to be talking about mindset. But before I talk about mindset, I just want to let everybody know and remind everybody that tomorrow is officially the day. We've been promoting, I've been promoting the Agent Investor Systems event whew, since January, going on 90 days now. And we've got over 200 attendees that will be there. Um, if you have not registered for the event, make sure you do so at www.agentinvestorevent.com. We probably have a couple couple seats left. It's going to be a great event. Uh, I am pumped to do it. It's going to be something that's a little bit different than the events that we've done in the past. A lot of the events that we've done in the past have been a lot of theoretical. Theoretical is important, but tomorrow we're specifically going to go into the step-by-step -step of how we do everything. And like I always mention, you know, when I'm promoting these events, you guys get to see me, hear me, listen to my podcast, listen to these live streams, but you don't get to meet the other two thirds of, of the company, right? You guys get to hear the sales, the marketing, the stuff that I'm good at. But most of you have never met my partner. You've never met our construction team. You've never, never met our accounting team. You've never met other people in the company. They bring a totally different element. And it's an element that is absolutely needed in the agent investor business. At 8.30 tomorrow, early registration guarantees that you're going to get a good seat, okay? So the room's obviously going to be a big room. There's going to be seating for 200, 250 people, somewhere in that range. Not that every seat won't be good, but by getting there early, you get to sit up front. Highly recommend that if you're serious about being there and serious about taking notes and learning, try to get there early. Try to get there at 8.30, uh, register, and make sure that you're close to the front. All the action, obviously, is going to be at the front. You're going to get the best view. You're going to have the best audio, et cetera. So you all know about the event, and you know I hope that as many of you can attend as possible. If you're on the fence, I can guarantee that it's going to be worth your time to be there. So figure out you know, how to get your kids taken care of, how to get other work taken care of, and, and be there. But with that being said, I want to talk about mindset today. <laughs> and um, you know, it hit me that I haven't really talked much about the millionaire mindset in probably two or three or four years. And I don't talk about mindset that often because sometimes I forget how important it is. Sometimes I forget that a lot of people don't have the right mindset. But boy, was I reminded this weekend that a lot of people don't have the right mindset when I was on Twitter. I, I use Twitter a fair amount now just kind of for fun. You know, obviously, I, I follow the people whose news I want to follow. But I also follow a couple people who 
put out stuff that I don't believe in. And up on my screen right now um, is a post done by a Twitter handle called Housing Bubble Disrespector. This person has been talking about how the real estate bubble is going to pop, that we're in for a lot of pain, and that prices are going to decrease dramatically over the next year, over the next two years. And they've been pumping this, this agenda really for, for a couple of years at this point. Now, up until this date, it has not happened. And a lot of stuff that this particular person posts, and I don't even know their name. I do know that they're local to the New England market, but I don't know their name. But um, they posted this post the other day about a young girl, uh, 23, 24, 25 years old, that's accumulated 33 rental units. You know, when I first saw the post, I said, wow, that's impressive. You know, that's a young age to have so many units. And that was my first reaction to it. And then I saw, I didn't see this at first, but there's a little bubble right above the caption that I missed at first. Because at first I said, wow, you know, he's kind of congratulating her for, for doing this. <laughs> and then, and then I saw, and then I saw this little bubble. So I was like, oh man, he is trying to insinuate that she is basically the representation of a real estate bubble. And so I started reading through the through the comments under this thread. And then, by the way, this, this post got 1.1 million views. 1.1 million views. I think this person has maybe 20 or 30,000 followers, but yet this post got 1.1 million views. And underneath this post was essentially a whole litany hundreds of negative posts essentially you know basically saying that this girl does not own 33 units and if she does own 33 units she did it the wrong way or that she's trying to scam people because she's selling a course it was just piles and piles of negative comments and my first reaction to that was wow like there are a bunch of people in my age range middle age picking on a 25-year-old girl that has clearly had some degree of success. Now, I don't know anything about her. I don't know the units that she owns. I don't know the equity she has in them. I don't even know how she got to 33 units, but that's really irrelevant because what I saw was just a whole bunch of negativity. Most of the negativity centered around the fact that people did not believe that what she did was possible. Now, again, I don't know this person at all. She could be lying for all I know. But it was the strong belief from a bunch of different people basically saying that there's no way that somebody this young could have had this level of success. Now, I had the most viewed comment under this post that got 1.1 million views. And, and my comment was, explain to me again why this young woman isn't capable of being successful. And I kid you not, for about three or four hours, and I shouldn't have spent my time this way, but I did, and I'm just admitting it freely. I'm embarrassed to admit that I spent three or four hours arguing with people about the possibility that she could have done this. Now, again, going to put it out there. I don't know her. I don't know what she's done. But I do know that it's very possible to get 33 units in a two to three year period if you follow the right strategies. 
And a lot of the people were just completely closed-minded, didn't even want to listen to how you might do this. But even the people that were open-minded, that were kind of willing to listen, still in the end, I couldn't get them over the hurdle really to say, wow, what she did is impressive, it's doable, and maybe I might try to do something like this. So it kind of really got me back thinking about like in the beginning phases of my real estate investing career and the shift in my mindset that I needed to have in order to become successful. Now, I know a lot of the the viewers, um, people that follow me are from New England and New England is probably the most notorious for having the wrong mindset, for having a negative mindset, for almost hoping that other people fail. And when people succeed, you're not happy for them. And also not believing that somebody could have a, a good level of success without getting something handed to them, which was another common theme on this post that I heard, which is like, well, daddy probably gave her the down payment money or this happened or, or, or just people making up excuses as to why she might be successful on her own. And really how important mindset is, because I don't want to, you know, bucket everybody under this post into the same category. But most of the people in this post do are not even willing to listen to the strategies that could even make somebody successful. I remember myself growing up in the greater Boston area, having that kind of negative mindset, going into it thinking, well, they must have been lucky or they got this and not being willing to kind of have an open mind. And then I thought back to what changed my mindset and how important that is to everybody that's on this journey, not only of being a real estate investor, but being a real estate agent and somebody that builds their business. So I put together a presentation today that I think for all of you is going to be valuable. Because it really doesn't matter where you're at in your business. Having the right mindset isn't easy. And it's not even easy for people that have had success. It's very easy to get into a rut, to either get negative or to close off your, your mind to new ideas or to think that you know things are just the way they are and they can't change. During this presentation, I'm going to go through all of the things that I think are important in order to have the right mindset, a winning mindset. And having a winning mindset is something that we all need to work on because naturally, in general, we all kind of have somewhat negative mindsets. I mean, yes, there are these kind of outlier people that are always positive, that always have the right mindset, but th that is not the norm, okay? So if I were to pick one attribute about successful people that they all have in common, it's mindset. And you could be incredibly smart. You could be incredibly hardworking. You could have a lot of great characteristics. But if you don't have the right mindset, you're never going to achieve the level of success that you could given the right mindset. The reverse is also true. If you have the right mindset, you could lack the skills, you could lack the intelligence, and you might actually be able to pull this off. So again, I'm going to go through this all. So, you know, I have up here, mindset is everything. And it, it really is everything. As long as the mind can envision the fact that you can do something, you can do it. As long as you really believe 100%. And that's Arnold Schwarzenegger. 
Arnold talks a lot about the stuff that he's accomplished in his life. He talks about the fact that when he grew up in Austria, people never, people always told him he can never be a movie star. He wanted to be a movie star. He wanted to be a bodybuilder. He wanted to get over to America. Then when he got over to America and he became this great bodybuilder, everybody, he wanted to get into the movies and everybody told him that he would never be able to be an actor because of his accent. I mean, Arnold has a pretty crazy accent, but that did not stop him. In fact, the uh, I'll be back, right? And I'm not going to be able to say it exactly like Arnold says it, but his accent actually ended up being something that actually helped him in the end, right? And then after he was done acting, he said, I want to be the governor of California. And again, these are like really, really big things, right? He came from a completely different country became the most prominent bodybuilder in the world, became one of the best-selling actors in the world, and then became the governor of California, okay? So you have to have belief that you can do something. Now, when it comes to real estate and real estate investing in general, I see this very commonly, that people don't really believe that this stuff is doable. Even people that have been around the industry for a while, they don't have the belief that when you say, you can do deals with no money. Or when they say that you can get into deals off market, you can get off market deals or anything that kind of we teach on. Uh, there are so many different things where people don't truly believe that they can happen. And one of the strategies that I would like all of you who are listening to kind of implement is to try to get around other people who are doing this stuff. When you read a book, and this is why I have in-person events, truthfully, because it's one thing for you guys to be listening to me right now in your living room or in your car. Maybe you think I'm full of it, right? Maybe you think, well, you know, I don't know Tom. I've never met him. I've never seen some of the stuff that he's done. But when you actually get around other people that have done it, and not just me, that's the other part about coming to these events, is that you get to see other people that have started and have accomplished things in a year period, in, in a two-year period. And what you'll see more than anything else in terms of the belief that you can do it, is that none of us are special, right? You guys know my story. I started with no money and no resources. I had you know, nothing. I was starting from complete scratch. But you have to believe that you can do it. Without the belief that you can do it, it's really tough. Now, I want to talk quickly about what a bad mindset can do. Man, I was so bummed out, like, you know, reading those Twitter comments. And like, there's always a part of my brain that always thinks, well, well, I can help. I can change somebody's mind. I can convince them that this stuff is doable. That's not really reality because you, you it's, it's impossible to overcome somebody's bad mindset, which is why if you believe that your mindset is holding you back, this is like the exact presentation that you need to hear. So a bad mindset can turn off business, right? Negativity, people don't want to be around other negative people, period. And the opposite is also true. And I see this all the time in sales. Um, this is not um, 100% correlated, but it's very common that you'll see very successful people just be very likable, have high energy, right? Always be positive, right? And a lot of times I'll hear people knock those people, right? This is part of the negative mindset, right? You'll hear somebody say, well, they don't run a good open house or or they're not they're not as smart as as me or I know more about real estate than them. Yeah, but you're missing the point. 
because people do business with people that they like, that they want to be around, that they want to emulate. And in fact, the most successful business people in the world have that. They have that it factor. When I have this up on the screen, right, people don't want to be around negativity. It is not that people who are positive are always in a good mood. It is not that they're just naturally always born that way. It is that they make a conscious effort, right? Before they go in to meet with a seller or before they go in to meet with a buyer or before they go in to an event, if they're in a bad mood, they, they don't go in until they've mentally shut off something bad that's happened to them. And I know this is easier said than done. All the mindset stuff is easier said than done. And all of us have negative things that happen to us, right? You could be on the way to the event tomorrow. You could, you could get a flat tire, right? And there's two ways that you can approach that. You could either say, this sucks. I'm not even going to go to the event. Or you could stroll into the event, you know, negative. Or, you know, you could put it in perspective and say, hey, you know, I got a flat tire. I just need to get it fixed. Um, I'm going to show up to the event maybe a couple of minutes late, but at the end of the day, I'm happy to be alive. I've got a lot of positive things going into my life. And it's the difference between walking into an appointment, an event, a sales experience, having that right energy, that positive energy that people want to be around. People are attracted to positive energy. People are repelled from negative energy. If you've ever tried to get away from somebody who is negative, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, and the reverse, like I said, is also true, right? A lot of times people buy stuff from people just because of their personality, right? And it's also a snowball effect. I talked about the fact that, you know, you get a flat tire and that could ruin your day. It's very easy to get caught in this rut where something bad happens to us and all of a sudden everything sucks. And then all of a sudden your day is just kind of like falling apart. One of the things that we're going to be teaching on at the systems event tomorrow is to make sure that we're getting the same result every single week, right? We talk a lot about the fact that investing is a long-term plan. It's not a one-year plan. It's a three, five, 10-year plan. In order to hit your three, five, 10-year plan, we have to make sure that we hit our quarterly goals. In order to hit our quarterly goals, we have to hit our weekly goals. In order to have our weekly goal, hit our weekly goals, we have to be consistent each and every day. Which means that if something bad happens to us and it's controlling us, right, it's not going to allow us to get done what we need to get done in a day, right? And I, I'm the, I'll be the first to admit, and I'm sure everybody who's on this right now will admit, that there have been days where something really is bad, something bad has happened to us. We've let that impact us so much that it completely ruins the rest of our day. And then all of a sudden that day where we were supposed to do X amount of things, we didn't get them done. So again, if you're not on track on your day, you're not going to be on track for your week. You're not going to be on track for your, your three-year plan, your five-year plan, your 10-year plan. Every day has to be consistent. And we're going to be talking about how to get consistent results at the event. So I talked about the snowball effect, making you completely unproductive. And in real estate, right? Like real estate, there's bad stuff that happens every day. I literally just got before I even jumped on this call, 1031, I got an email, you know, saying that there was a seller that was refusing, you know, to, to sell to us, right? A, a property that we put under contract for whatever reason that, that they're going to re refuse to sell to us. And I, I got this message literally five minutes before this call. 
it would be really easy for me to dwell on that and to say, oh man, like I can't, you know, can't do this. Like I, 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 I have to skip this call. I, I have to get into a bad mood or whatever the case may be. Right. But instead of doing that, you know, I've compartmentalized that. I said, Hey, you know, I have a session at 11 o'clock. I need to move on. I need to perform at this 11 o'clock session. I need to bring good energy so that people want to stay on. People want to listen and that they get value. So the quote up here, life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you react to it. We can't control what happens to us. We can only control how we react to it. There's another saying, it's like the saying like, you fall five times, get up six. And that's business, right? And business is not a straight line. We all want that straight line each and every day. We all want to get results every single day. And we, we don't want to face these setbacks, but the setbacks are actually what determine the level of success that we have. Because every single time that we have a setback, we have an opportunity to quit, right? Every time we get knocked down, that's a way of testing our resolve and determining whether or not we're going to get back up and we're going to keep fighting. As my friend Jason Goldfarb says, this stuff is simple, but it's not easy. It's simple, but you first have to understand what needs to be done. You have to understand, you have to anticipate that every single day in real estate, you're going to lose a client or your client's going to get mad at you or a deal's going to fall apart or there's going to be a bad inspection or the person that said they were going to fund your deal doesn't fund it. We have to understand that each and every day, especially in real estate, we're going to have something negative happen to us. We have to be prepared for that. And we have to understand that we've got those two choices. Door number one is we can let that negative thing impact the rest of our day. That will bleed into our week. That will bleed into our 310-year goal. Or we can say, hey, that does suck. It, it is not a good thing that this happened to me. But I've got to move on. And I, I've, got to, I've got to move on. Okay? So the next thing, this goes back to the conversation I was having about you know, Twitter. And this is really like this slide right here really encapsulates what I mean by mindset, the, the importance of mindset. And I'm going to say something that's going to sound a little bit negative, but I don't mean it to be negative. But there is a reason that most of those people on that Twitter feed have not had success. And the reason is because they don't have a growth mindset. They have a fixed mindset. Um, a fixed mindset is when you avoid challenges, you give up easily. You see effort as a waste of time. This is another thing I see with real estate investing. Probably one of the top reasons why people don't invest in real estate or stick to investing in real estate because they see it as a waste of time. Like they've tried at a very low level. They made a couple of phone calls to try to find off-market deal or they've invested in one property and it's not giving them the return that they want. Then all of a sudden, instead of sticking with it, continuing on, pushing on, they say, you know what? This effort's a waste of time. And it goes back to kind of the faith that you need to have in this process and getting around other successful people that have done this, right? You're the average of the five people that you spend the most amount of time with. Get around other people that don't view investing as something that's a waste of time, right? Fixed mindset ignores criticism. I know that's easier said than done. And feel threatened by the success of others. Going back to that Twitter post, right? I'm going to put that up here. 
right? The number one reason why this got 1.1 million views and why people are knocking this person is because they feel innately threatened by her, which is unbelievable, right? I look at this young lady and I, and I look at her and I say, geez, I could probably learn something from her, right? That's my thought, right? That's, that's the growth mindset thought that, wow, you know, she's young, she's done it. Maybe there's something that I can learn instead of knocking, right? Instead of being threatened by the success of others. I want to get around more people like this that have had that degree of success instead of, you know, knocking them, right? So what does a growth mindset do, right? Growth mindset embraces challenges, right? Not that we we want challenges. Like it, it would be much better. I would love it if I had no challenges in my life and I just was able to cakewalk through stuff. I didn't have to put in effort. It would make my life a lot easier. But embracing the challenge and saying, hey, I'm not 100% sure that I can do this, but I'm going to give it my best effort no matter what. Um, a growth mindset keeps going when things get difficult. Like I said, you're going to have something negative happen to you every day in real estate, every single day, but you have to keep going. You can't quit. Um, see effort as the path to mastery. Again, understanding, especially in the beginning, when it comes to real estate investing, your biggest results are not going to come in the beginning. And this is why like, I created the inner circle to begin with. Like I talk about a concept a lot called anchoring down. What anchoring down means is that you put your you tie your anchor to us over the long haul. It's why the inner circle is a, a long-term uh, coaching program. It's not a one-year thing. It's not a six-month thing. It's not a two-year thing. It's lifetime access. The reason there's lifetime access is because we know that it takes a while to have that path to mastery. You start getting paid once you have that mastery. Growth mindset learns from criticism. None of us like to be criticized. I don't like being criticized at all. Like I want everybody to like me. Um, I do my best to get everybody to like me. But the reality is, is that half of the time when we're being criticized, it's because there's something that we should be paying attention to. Now, not always. There's definitely haters out there. But anytime that you're criticized, you want to sit back and think, hey, this is something I should be paying attention to. Last one, learn from and find inspiration from the success of others. And again, I keep putting this tweet back up, but this is inspirational to me. I know that by the time I was 25 years old, I had no units, right? And I'm not sitting here saying that everybody should follow this this person or that she knows what she's talking about. Maybe she doesn't. When you see somebody, instead of knocking them, say, hey, what can I learn from them? Having an abundance mindset, another kind of just key thing that's it's challenging, right? Like I see it like even in my kids, right? When they're competing in sports or academics, like thinking that like there's only enough turns to go around. There's only you know, enough money for everybody. There's only enough deals for anybody, but there, there isn't. We live in an abundant society. This one's kind of a hard one to kind of, like it's a hard one to, to, to kind of live, right? And I remember when I first started training and coaching, people would literally say to me, they would say, why are you sharing, you know, your information? Like you have good information. Obviously it makes you a lot of money, what if somebody starts copying you and taking deals from you and 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 stealing stuff from you? 
I learned early on from mentors that that just isn't the case, right? That, that the more you give, the more you get back in return. And I, and I know that sometimes it can sound a little bit like, you know, pie in the sky, but I found it to be true, right? And yes, like when you're out there, you know, giving information, sharing all that good stuff, yeah, bad things can happen. But the net overall is that it's going to be good. So the abundance mindset, right, doesn't fear the competition, right? And 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 the other thing about competition in general, we're all competing in some way, shape, or form. But at the end of the day, and I know most of you have probably heard this, like the only thing that we need to be focused on is ourselves, ourselves and our companies and what we do, right? When you look at yourself in the mirror every day and you're giving 110%, it really doesn't matter what the person next to you is doing because all that you can do is control your own actions. And I see this a lot, um, people looking at other agents, people looking at other investors and spending a lot of time focused on what they're doing instead of coming up with the very best plan for themselves and executing on that plan. Business always goes to the value, so have the highest value. Again, this just goes to the fact that you need to figure out what you want. That's why we have the five-step program in, in, the, in the inner circle where we say, hey, where are you right now? Step number one. Step number two is where do you want to be in 10 years, right? Step number three is what's your investing vehicle? Step number four, what's your three to six, what's your three to six rocks for the quarter? And step number five is what's your scorecard? And once you establish that, once you establish your scorecard, and the systems that you need to be working each and every week to get your results, it really doesn't matter what anybody else is doing, right? And somebody might get there a little bit before you. Maybe they have a little bit more luck. Maybe they had a little bit more skill to start. Maybe they had a little bit more help. But that doesn't really change what you need to be doing to hit your 10-year goal. Provide value first. I mean, this just goes back to you know sharing and trying to help people. You know, I don't want to to my own horn too much, but, but I know that, you know, when I train and teach and provide value on Facebook and the podcast, like in most cases, I'm not going to directly get anything out of that, right? There's 12,000 people in my Facebook group. Like I'm not going to do business with the 12,000 people, but I'm going to do my best whenever I come in contact with somebody, if there's a way I can help them, even if it's a small way, I'm going to do it. Okay. And again, I am not sitting here on my high horse kind of saying, hey, I'm perfect. I am telling you the lessons that I've learned from not doing this stuff the right way and how I try to model my behavior, what I would consider to be the right way, right? So provide value first, give without expecting something in return. Give, give, ask. That's another one just in general, like give, give, give. And then have an ask once in a while, right? Let people know that you are in business to get something. Maybe it's an investment deal. Maybe it's capital. Um, maybe it's that you want people to join your team. Maybe it's that you want to get a listing or work with the buyer, right? But if you're providing value, you know, giving, 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 and then you ask, you're going to receive. Hey, everyone. This is Tom Caffarella. I want to quickly interrupt the podcast to number one, thank all of my loyal listeners of the Agent Investor Podcast and tell you guys really quickly about an exciting event we have coming up. Uh, it's a two-day event. It's called the Passive Income Real Estate Investor Event um, that you can find out more details at passiveincomeevent.com. 
we're going to be doing a two-day training session teaching all of the agents and all of the investors at the event on how to achieve financial freedom through real estate. If you're like me and your goal is to not work 80, 100 hours a week grinding, selling real estate, flipping homes, um, definitely check out this event. We're going to teach you how to build a passive income portfolio so that you can retire, so that you can work when you want, how you want, and ultimately achieve financial freedom. So again, go to PassiveIncomeEvent.com for more details. And we look forward to seeing you at the upcoming event. This goes along with what I talked about before. Winners focus on winning, meaning themselves, meaning what can they do better, and losers focus on winners, right? I don't like the really like the word losers per se, but I think we all kind of know what we're talking about here, which is that a lot of people that, that don't achieve a high level of success are focused on watching winners instead of doing their own work, right? So this is another kind of concept that's related to mindset. And I, I do talk about this. I refer to this, you know, as laying your bricks. And I always talk about the fact that when you're starting on a journey or you're, you know, a year or two into your investing journey, you're laying bricks. You're laying bricks every single day trying to build this big house, trying to build this house that, um, you know, that can't be blown down, right? And when you're laying down bricks day after day, you may one day look around and see somebody with a really nice brick house. And it's frustrating sometimes because you want that house done, right? You want that house done. You want it now. Yet when you look at your house, you've only got, you know, 200, 300, 400, 1,000 bricks down when you need 10,000. And there's a book called The Slight Edge, which I'm going to kind of summarize the concept, but it's worth listening to on Audible or reading. But Basically, the, the, the purpose of the, the theory in the slight edge is simple, productive actions repeated consistently over time, right? That's how you obtain success. Small improvements every day make all the difference, getting better every day. The journey starts with a single step, not thinking about a single step, okay? I was actually, most of you guys know, like, I've got three boys now in hockey, and I've been listening to a lot of hockey podcasts, and I listened to one this weekend that I thought was interesting because they brought, they brought in an, an ex NHL player that now has his kids in hockey and youth hockey. And they were, they were talking about like his path to becoming an NHLer. And they had asked like, you know, were you always the best kid? Like, were you always gifted? Um, were you always the best? And he said, no. And he said, in fact, typically throughout the course of my, you know, youth career, I was a good player, but I wasn't the best. So they said, well, if you weren't the best, how the heck did you ever make the NHL? I mean, almost nobody does. And what he said was really a take on the slight edge, which is that he said that while he was never usually the best player on the ice, he always got better year after year. And he said at some point, he became near the best player on the ice. And he said that there was a lot of cases where at – eight, nine, or 10 years old, there may have been a kid that was a lot better than him, significantly better than him. But maybe that kid, you know, didn't put in the time, effort, and energy. Maybe they stopped putting their bricks down because they thought that they were the best or maybe they were the best. 
And this NHLer kept putting down bricks every single year. And he said, I got a little bit better every single year. And he said that never stopped, you know, from 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, just kept getting a little bit better, right? And of course, I'm not, you know, suggesting here that anyone can just make, you know, a professional sports team, but it was an interesting take. Cash flow quadrant. Um, this is another mindset shift, a little bit different than some of the stuff that we've talked about, but the mindset shift that all agents need to make. Okay. So this is, if you haven't read the book, Cash Flow Quadrant by Robert Kiyosaki, this would be in my top 10 reading list because it's another mindset shift book, which is essentially the mindset shift from going from an employee to a self-employed business owner, to a true business owner, to an investor. And I always talk about the fact that sales will make you a living, but investing will make you wealthy. It's really true. Like if you haven't, if you haven't had that mindset shift yet, that's the mindset shift that you need to have in order to become wealthy. Sales will make you a living. Investing will make you wealthy. And if you look, if you read this book, but if you look up here and you talk about somebody who's self-employed, right? You're always trading your time for money. That's what we do as real estate agents. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, we're putting in time, we're getting paid handsomely for that time, which is awesome. Um, but when you're an investor, your money grows when you're sleeping. And I know that's a very common and overused kind of um, saying, but, but truthfully, when you own assets that produce income, you are making money whether or not you're working or not. So probably the biggest mindset shift that I try to get every agent to make is the leap from just being self-employed to being an actual investor. We become what we think about. I mean, this is definitely true. Are we practicing thinking about what our life will look like when we get to the finish line? Like, are we actively thinking about that? Do we believe that it's happened? We definitely become what we think about. If we think about being broke, a lot of times we become broke. If we think about being rich, a lot of times we become rich, okay? And this is not, I am not one of these people that just says you can think about something and it automatically happens. But there is a lot to be said for envisioning what you want because your brain, your brain has a way of figuring out how to make that happen. Our lives are guided, guided by our minds. Um, the thoughts we allow into our brains every day shape our lives and determine our future, right? The thoughts that we have in our head are based on, you know, how we were born and how we were raised, right? So, you know, my parents um, certainly did not put growth mindset ideas like into my brain. They just didn't. Um, so I had to learn how to change my own inner thoughts. And it's not easy. Like I said, you know, I got around other people. It's funny because the average of the five people that we spend, the, we're the average of the five people that we spend the most amount of time with. Because as humans, we tend to kind of like copy and emulate the people that we spend time with. So we get influenced and we get influenced. We all like to think that we are free thinkers and that we don't get influenced by the people that we spend time with, but we get extremely influenced by the people that we spend the most amount of time with. So we have to be really careful about who we spend the time with. So what can we do? I talked about getting around other people. That's important. I think going to the gym is important, right? Because one thing about going to the gym is it clears your mind and it gets you into kind of the right mindset, getting those endorphins going, you feel a lot different, right? 
if you've ever had runner's high or lifter's high or any sort of like gym related high, you'll know like it's hard to feel really bad after you just went through some a really good workout. Now, again, I'm not saying here that anybody has to be, you know, so into working out, but even if you're walking or running or lifting weights, whatever you're doing, I think that automatically will have a positive impact on your day. Five or six days a week, I start my day by going to the gym. Uh, I'm not, you know, I'm not perfect, but I, I definitely make that as part of my routine. And I've been going to the gym since I've been 13 years old. Music, right? Uh, humor, what reading, like whatever gets you into the right mindset. Like mindset is so important that you have to really think about what gets you in the right mindset. Like what gets you prepared to have a really good day? Is it listening to a podcast? Is it listening to music? Is it running? Is it walking? Um, is it reading? And you've got to figure out what that means for you. Is it talking to friends? Is it listening to motivational or educational videos? Right. I, I can't really, you know, I definitely can't answer that question for you. But what puts you in the right mindset? Right. So, like I said, having the right mindset and having the wrong mindset controls our destiny. Right. Because if you have the right mindset, if you believe that you can achieve, if you can envision yourself achieving, if you believe that you can have success, you're going to put the time, effort, and energy in. Right. So if you don't believe, if you think that everything that you do relating to investing is going to be a waste of time, you're not going to put in the effort. Right. Again, why it's so important to get around uh, people. Another book that's really good that may be worth listening to if you're struggling with mindset is the book Go for No. The book Go for No, it's related specifically to real estate, but it basically says, like, in anything that we're doing, um, I don't care what we're trying to do. If we're trying to raise capital, if we're trying to get a deal, if we're trying to get a listing, we're going to get rejected. And no human likes to be rejected, right? Some people dislike it more than others. A lot of people measure their results and their scorecard by how many yeses they get. And the whole premise of the book, Go For No, and you don't have to implement this, but this is just another strategy is that the whole premise of the book Go For No is that you shouldn't measure your success based on how many yeses you get, but by how many no's you get. And we know, right, if you if you contact, you know, 100 people on the phone, you're likely to get a couple of yeses. So if your goal is to get 100 no's, by definition, you're going to get a few, a few yeses, right? And that's the whole premise of Go For No is that you want to get those no's because getting those no's is a process of getting yeses. And I could tell you many aspects of my business, I get no's all the time. Um, I know that you guys are listening to me. You look for look to me for guidance on a lot of this stuff. Um, and it probably looks like everything's easy. It probably looks like we don't get many no's, but we get no's every single day. We get no's from people who say, yeah, I thought about joining your brokerage. I'm not going to. Yeah, I thought about joining the inner circle. I'm not going to. Yeah, I'm part of your brokerage, but I'm going to go somewhere else. Yeah, I thought about investing with you, but I'm going to do something else. We get these no's all the time, right? Every business does. Again, getting back to like mentally preparing yourself for things going wrong. If you're mentally prepared for things going wrong, you're going to be able to deal with it a lot differently than if you're expecting your day to go perfect and then you get one no, right? So failing and becoming a failure are two different things. 
This is easier said than done, but successful people fail eagerly while failures avoid failing. I'm going to say that again. Successful people fail eagerly while failures avoid failing. It's a crazy concept when you really think about that. Failures avoid failing. Why do you guys think that this girl got ganged up on? Right? She got ganged up on because if all of these people, all of these 1.1 million viewers of this Twitter post, if they all believed that she could do it, well, that means that they've got to take action and they've got to do something. So it's a lot and, and they could fail, right? Well, what if she can do it? What if this 25-year-old girl could do it, but I couldn't, right? And that, that'd make a lot of people feel really bad about themselves. Instead of saying, geez, if a 25-year-old can do this and I'm 35 and I listen to what she's done, I probably can do it even better or at least the same, get the same results. If you're not succeeding fast enough, you're probably not failing fast enough and can't have you can't have one without the other. Um, this is a this is something I remind my partner of all the time. My partner definitely has a little bit more of a negative mindset than I do. Most of you who know him, you know, know that to be true. And um, it's really easy to look back on your failures. And I've had ton, tons of them. Everybody who's successful has made a bunch of mistakes. And it, it goes back to that Thomas Edison quote. Um, I'm going to screw it up. But essentially, they say, you know, how do you feel about the fact that you've failed a thousand times to create the incandescent light bulb? And he said, oh, no, guys, you've you've got it wrong. I haven't failed a thousand times. I've learned a thousand ways that the incandescent light bulb doesn't work. He knew that if he kept going and he kept trying, every time he tried something, he knew that that was a way it couldn't happen. And it was getting him closer to the end result. Right. If you think about that mindset shift right there, that is the mindset shift of success. Negative thoughts versus, you know, perception versus reality, right? Positive mindset. We can make money in every market. There's always more business, right? Negative mindset. My competition is stealing my business. If I help someone, they will pass me. You know, my competition is stealing my business. I used to hear this all the time. There was a brokerage I used to work for before I created my own brokerage. And I literally would hear people say, this person stole a deal from me. That person stole a deal from me. And they would get all worked up again instead of how do I respond to this? And that's where like I knew when I was arguing with people on this post, I knew I shouldn't have because most of the people that were arguing with me, you could go down, you could read this, this Twitter thread. It was, you know, kind of crazy, but, but having an open mind, right? Open your mind before you open your mouth, you know, listen, you know, two to three times more than you talk. So real estate changes all the time. You need to be listening for what may be coming up next. Just because you have an open mind and you're listening doesn't mean you have to implement every idea and every strategy. Not every idea is good. Not every idea is going to make sense for your plan, but you're better off listening. Being adaptable. Um, again, you know, like another really tough one, but it, it, it's definitely a, a challenging thing. But you have to be adaptable to the market. And that's another reason why coming to our events, we're going to always give you the most up-to-date information on how to make money on real estate and investing today, right? Not 10 years ago. And I guarantee if you guys have been in the industry long enough, you can think back 
to real estate agents and investors who were top of the world 10 years ago, but the market has changed or something about the world has changed and they're no longer on the top because they were not adaptable. I talked about this in the beginning. Like this is what people want success to look like or they think success should look like. This is what it actually looks like. And all of these squiggly lines going down, these are all the setbacks that people have. Another cool, really cool story that I'm going to screw up, but it's called burning your burning your ships. And, um, you know, this, this goes into making a commitment to investing in real estate and not going back. This goes back to like joining the inner circle. Why joining the inner circle is important. Joining the inner circle, the most important part about joining the inner circle is that you have burnt your ships. You have said, I am not going back to the life that I lived before. And just by joining, you're mentally making the commitment to change. You know, there's a story about this explorer. They were they were um, exploring this new area and they were about to, to fight a war. But the captain was afraid that if he left the boats out, that his men could potentially flee if things got a little bit hairy. So he wanted to he wanted to make sure that no matter what happened, that the people he came with were going to fight to the death. Knowing that they were going to fight to the death, they would treat that fight a little bit differently. So when they pulled up in the port, he had all of the ships that they came in burnt. They were either going to die on that island or they were going to take over. And as the story goes, by burning the ships, they went all in and they took over. It's no different than real estate investing, right? And I talk about this concept a lot which is that you have to be all in with real estate investing. And I always ask people like, and I'll ask people tomorrow at the seminar and I'll say on a scale of one to 10, how interested are you in investing? And invariably you'll get, you know, some people that are a nine or a 10, and then you get a lot of people who are like a four five or six. We call that being interested, but not committed. Being a four five or six is actually the worst area you can be in because you'll never achieve success by just being interested in something. You have to get yourself to a nine out of 10 or give yourself permission and be like, hey, real estate investing isn't for me. I'm gonna dial that four or five out of 10 back down to a one and I'm not gonna do it. But if you are serious, you need to burn your ships. Patience with your plan. You know, I, I talked about that too, you know, a whole bunch. It's tough being patient with your plan, but it's absolutely essential. Putting in the 10,000 hours, Malcolm Gladwell has this 10,000 hour rule. He studied a bunch of successful people in all different industries. And what he found invariably, whether somebody was a professional athlete, a musician, um, a successful business owner, is that they put 10,000 hours into their craft. For some people, that may be a demotivating thing. Yes, we want results tomorrow. We want to be a millionaire in six months or eight months or 12 months. But this is the reason that the inner circle is a lifelong membership. It's a lifelong membership because it's going to take you 10,000 hours. And we want to ride shotgun with you for those 10,000 hours. Uh, a couple other things that I want to cover before wrapping. Eat that frog. And these are all just little tips and tools and tricks and all that good stuff. But um, Eat That Frog is a book. And, and essentially the, the saying with Eat That Frog is that if you have to eat a frog every single day, the best time to do it is first thing in the morning. We all have things each and every day that we need to get done that we put off and procrastinate. 
procrastination is normal human behavior, right? Because as humans, we want to avoid pain and go to pleasure, right? So if we have something painful that we need to do, like eat a frog, it's very easy to say, hey, instead of doing it at seven o'clock in the morning, let's do it at seven o'clock at night. So Napoleon Hill has a quote up here. Don't wait. The time will never be just right. Another mindset shift that everybody that I wish everybody would have, which is that I hear all the time from agents. I'm not ready today yet. Right. I'm not ready today yet. I'll be ready someday, but I'm not ready today. Just because you commit and you burn those ships doesn't mean you have to buy a property tomorrow. All that you have to do is commit to learning, right? And that's why we have these events. And if you're not registered for the event for tomorrow, go to www.agentinvestorevent.com. You know, kind of kind of just to wrap with everybody, I gave you a lot of different things to think about. I'll tell you, none of this stuff is easy. Um, it is not easy. It's not easy for me. It's not easy for, for anybody. You know, without exercising your body, your body gets out of shape. Without exercising your mind with positive thoughts and affirmations and thinking through all the stuff, it's easy. But, but without working at it, you're going to get yourself into a rut. It's going to be negative. That is the default. Yes, maybe 5% of the world is positive by nature, but 95% of us aren't. 95% of us aren't born with a growth mindset. We're born with a fixed mindset. So this is stuff we have to actively work on. How do you actively work on it? Like I said, get around other people that have a positive mindset. Get around other people that have growth mindset. You know who they are. You know which one of your friends have a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. When you first told them about investing and they told you you couldn't do it, it wasn't possible, it was a scam, right? Those are the people with the fixed mindset. The people with the growth mindset are asking you, oh, what type of investing do you want to do? How are you learning about it? Like, is there a book I could read too? Oh, is there a seminar I can go to too? It's really important to get around other people with the right mindset. It's another reason why, besides the events, I have the podcast, right? The podcast, listening to the podcast at www.agentinvestorpodcast.com, it's going to train you indirectly to have the right mindset. I have guests on each and every week that have achieved a high level of success in real estate sales and investing. Even though you may not be hanging out with those people, it's like you're with those people. That's the great thing about technology today is you can, you can feel like you're friends with these people. A lot of you who are listening to me right now feel like you know me. You do know me, right? You could be sitting right next to me right now and my personality is exactly the same. If you can't physically get around people, Get around them virtually. Start building a new circle. Doesn't mean you have to, you know, tell your best friend that you can't talk to them anymore, but start making other friends. Start making friends that have the growth mindset. And, you know, just understand that like this stuff does work. It absolutely does. Understand that you're going to have setbacks. Understand that it's not going to happen tomorrow. Understand that you're laying a brick every single day and that it's going to take a while to build a house, but in the end, it will be worth it. And enjoy the journey along the way. Guys, we're very fortunate. We live in a great world. We live in a great country. We have a lot, we take a lot of things for granted. And I always tell this to people who are complaining that they don't have what they want, which is that 150, 200 years ago, we live better than kings lived, right? I mean, literally, like we want food, we click a button. We want a package, we click a button. 
We want access to information. We go, we click a button, right? We all, we all have a place to live. We're all safe. We all have modern technology. We all have cars. We can hop on a plane. We live in a great world. And in fact, a lot of the stuff that we strive for is kind of, you know, foolish, right? Like a lot of the stuff we're striving for, we don't even need. So a lot of times we have what we need. We just, we're trying to improve our lives. And that's a good thing. We're trying to improve our lives and really more than anything else, invest so that we have freedom, time freedom and flexibility to do what we want. So always keep that in mind. And I, I really look forward to seeing you all at the event tomorrow. Uh, definitely like the best week of, of my year is the, is the weeks we have the events. I think they're super fun, super high energy. And I hope to see all of you guys um, next week. So I'll talk to you all later. Thanks again for listening to the Agent Investor Podcast. And especially thank you for sharing the show with other agents and reviewing the show on iTunes. Every time you share the show and leave a review, you are potentially changing someone's life. To get free weekly education strategies and to connect with other agent investors across the country, join our free Facebook group at agentinvestor.com. Again, that's agentinvestor.com.